Everlasting joy will crown their heads, and gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Come on, somebody, man. I feel a preach on right there. Sorrow and sighing will flee away. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Okay, fire starters, I've got good news. Who wants some good news? I love good news. Good news is the best kind of news I love to hear. So I've got good news for everybody. And the good news is that joy is coming. Joy is coming. This whole COVID thing, has it got you down? Has it been rough, depressing, sad, isolated? I could come up with some other negative words, but um, I expect it may have. And, uh, you know, the great irony is that I'm doing this show about joy, kind of at the prompting of the Lord, and uh, we're going to be going through some great Bible verses, but my week, and I kind of want to say my month, except for the time I spent with my family, has sucked. (laughs) So I'm going to be talking about joy. I'm going to be talking about joy because joy is a weapon. Joy is defiance. Joy is the best evidence of holiness. I love joy. I want a lot of it in my life. And, uh, you know, I'm not coming to you sort of with, you know, all these grand rewards and God coming through in every way, shape, and form and healthy, wealthy, and wise. Uh, I'm coming to you by faith saying joy is coming. You know, one of the things that I have sensed from the Lord with this whole COVID thing is that COVID is kind of been like Jesus in the tomb. You know, that was three days, but uh, it's been like months and months of sadness and, and difficulty and, you know, for some loss. And I just want to tell you that I believe that the shift in the season, gosh, I sound so charismatic talking about shifts and seasons, but I am, so we're going to talk about shifting seasons. <laughs> but I, I believe the joy is coming. The resurrection is coming. The scripture that comes to mind, that the Lord brought to mind, was uh, Psalm 126, 4 through 6. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. Yes, I love joyful shouting. Tears, not always, but unless they're happy tears. He who goes to and forth weeping, carrying a bag of seed, holding on to the promises of God, shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Going from weeping with, with promises that are, that are yet fulfilled, with, with hopes that have yet to be realized, with dreams that have not yet been seen, that's the seed. You know, just kind of holding on to the promises of God and the goodness of God, 
even though you really don't have it. It's coming a time when those seeds will turn into big sheaves of wheat and there'll be just shouts of joy. And I believe that joy is coming. And I'm so excited to be doing this show. Uh, I love doing shows on happy topics. This is a happy topic. So let me give you some quotes. Charles Spurgeon, he's, I think he was like a super Baptist preacher guy. He said, there are three effects of nearness to Jesus, humility, happiness, and holiness. I love all of those. And uh, one of the terms that I love that was coined, I think, from the circuit riders and Brian Brent or Andy Bird or somebody like that was happy holiness. Love that. Yes. We're going to be going through scripture and talking about holiness and righteousness and walking with God and obeying him. It's not a heavy thing. It's a joyful thing. It creates more joy in your life. So let's give me, I'll give you another quote. I think this guy was like a, like a priest or something. And it says, joy is the sheer evidence of God. It's the evidence of God is joy. And that's Pierre Teilhard de Cardin. Another um, uh, quote from a guy named Jerry Bridgers. He wrote the book called Pursuit of Holiness. He says, only those who walk in holiness experience true joy. Only those who walk in holiness experience true joy. And when I talk about joy, I talk about laughter, big smile on your face, not joy like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, It's a joy that you can tell there's joy. It's not some super spiritual thing that nobody knows you're joyful. It's like people can tell you're happy. You're joyful. And I know I'm not going to get into the happy, you know, what's happiness and what's joy. Joy is the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be talking about it all day. This is a great quote by Bono, singer of U2. He says, joy is the ultimate act of defiance. Yes, I love that. I want to be defiant. I want to be kicking against the the status quo. And joy is is the ultimate act of defiance. I love that. And thank you, God, that you want us to defy all the satanic misery that seems to be just everywhere. So let's, uh, let's dig into some scriptures. So I told you my, my kind of, my last weeks have really sucked uh, circumstantially. You know, I've just had some huge disappointments financially and, um, you know, just things that I'd hoped for didn't come through. And, you know, it's just not been fun. But I have been so wooed and won by the goodness and the joy of the Lord saying, this is what I have for you, even in the midst of this great trial, or it's not really a trial, it's more of a just disappointments. So this scripture, James 1, 4, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, and that Man, many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing or not lacking anything. Thank you, Jesus. Facing trials of many kinds, that pretty much covers everything. If it's hard, that, that covers it. And then the other thing I want to say here is that, you know, what, what, is, what is Jesus trying to do? He's trying to fill your pockets with the joy of the Lord. So you don't lack anything. You are mature. You are complete. You are not incomplete and broken and struggling and crawling on the ground, which, man, 
I feel like I've been doing a little bit of this last week, but I just want to, I, I hope you hear the smile on my face. I love God. This is what he has for us. I want to encourage you. Another scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Always be joyful. All the time, be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to who, who, you who belong to Christ Jesus. All right, let's, let's get into what is God's will for your life. Well, always be joyful. This is God's will for your life. It sounds, sounds so cliche and maybe even unkind, but man, God's will for you is to always be joyful. Come on, somebody. Man, I'm getting super charismatic by saying, come on. So good. I'll just add that too for those that know that joke. But anyway, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful, even though you may understand. I mean, I think that's the the crazy part of what I went through, and I'm not unique. Sometimes you just don't understand. God doesn't make sense. Circumstances don't turn out like you thought. You know, I thought everything, and I'd just be honest. I think, you know, everything, I want everything to be up and to the right. Everything's getting better and better and better and brighter and brighter and brighter, and it is in the macro, but sometimes in the micro, you go through, through valleys, you go through disappointments, you go through things you don't understand. But that doesn't mean that God's not, you know, taking you higher. He's just maybe doing a different path than you thought. So always be joyful, never stop praying, and be thankful in all circumstances. I will say that the key there is not mustering up joy that you don't have, but praying, and in that prayer, be thankful and seek God's heart, and the result will be joy. Amen. Amen. And I hear the church say amen. Hear all the fire starters say amen. All right, let's go to another one. I love this one. I think I've actually written about this one, but shouts of joint victory resound in the tents of the righteous. We don't live in tents anymore unless you're super hippie. Uh, Shouts of joint victory resound in the houses of the righteous, like your home. Shouts of joy and victory will be in your home. And what they'll be shouting is the Lord's right hand has done mighty things. Psalms 118.15. And I'll just say everybody struggles, guys. You're not unique. Everyone has difficulties. But not every home that struggles and has difficulties have shouts of joy and victory. But the righteous do. Now, you may not feel righteous. In fact, you may have screwed up while you're being all sad. I get it. But Jesus said you were righteous in, in uh, Romans 4, 5. He calls you righteous. Therefore, by faith, your home will be filled with shouts of joy and victory by every member of your household, your wife, your children, your dog, declaring in the morning, look what the Lord has done. I'm telling you, that, that's God's heart, and that is a evidence of His presence, that joy in and victory. And sometimes that victory is over sadness, over disappointment, over accusations. Man, the temptation to accuse God when things don't go well. I got it. I've been there. I've done it. But Jesus, thank you for your forgiveness and thank you that you are good, even when sometimes circumstances are, are kind of seem like to be pointing the other way. But a lot of times it's just a matter of perspective that needs to be changed. You need to get God's perspective. So, another scripture, Isaiah 35:10, and those the Lord has rescued will return 
They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy with, will crown their heads, and gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Come on, somebody, man. I feel a preach on right there. Sorrow and sighing will flee away. Yes, Jesus. All that sighing, all that moaning, all that sorrow, it will flee away and it will be given way to gladness and joy. It will over gladness and joy will overtake sorrow and sighing. So it may last for a season. You know, Ezekiel says there's a season for everything, but I'm telling you this season right now, joy's coming. Joy's coming. God wants to bring you joy. If you don't have it, it's coming. Be hopeful. Great segue. Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Guys, do you see the connection between not giving up when it's hard? Praying, not giving up on praying. Because sometimes that prayer is the, the struggle room to get through you know, to, you know, to find that, that relief, to find the joy and to find hope. I'm telling you, the times that I've spent time in prayer, the more times I spend it when I'm really disappointed, I'm really just not, it's just not, it doesn't make sense. The joy's coming. Joy comes. Hope comes. A renewed perspective comes. Weights are lifted off. So I love that joy and prayer are kind of like, both in these verses, you know, one says, always be joyful, never stop praying in First Thessalonians. And this Romans verse says, be joyful in hope and faithful in prayer. So good, man. I'm so pumped. You guys want some more Bible? Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to give you some more. So Ezekiel 2, 24, 26. There is nothing better for a person then he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his work or his toil. This also, I saw, is from the hand of God. For apart from God, who can eat and who can find enjoyment? Oh, that's so good. Who can find enjoyment apart from God? God is the author of enjoyment. For to one who pleases God, him God has given. You guys ready? What do we get? We please the Lord. What is God going to give us? Bible and Ezekiel. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ecclesiastes 2, 24 through 26 says, To the one who pleases God, he is given wisdom, knowledge, and J-O-Y. Come on, everybody. J-O-Y. If you please God, he's going to give you joy, wisdom, knowledge. Man, I love that uh, quote by Pierre that says joy is the sheer evidence of God. You know, it's an evidence. Joy is an evidence. It's so missing in so many people's lives, in churches, in, in so many. You know it's missing, but it is evidence of God. God is joy, and he wants to spread it in all of your heart. So let's get some more verses. Oh, this is actually really good. So this whole section of verses is Jesus talking, and he is associating something with joy which I really love because it's super clean and it's very clear, which Jesus is typically pretty clear. When you obey my commands, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's command and re remain in his love. I've told you these things 
so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. John 15, 10 through 11. Obey my commands, and I have told you these things. Why? So that you will be filled with Jesus' joy, and that joy will overflow. That joy will, will make sorrow and sighing flee away, and it will overtake you through obedience, through obedience, through obedience. So obedience and joy, they are connected. They are connected. I know sometimes you feel like obedience is a drudgery. Man, that's not what Scripture teaches. Jesus says, obey my commands so that you can be filled with Jesus' joy. That is so much better than anxiety and depression. Somebody get an amen. I need an amen. Somebody, I need a, somebody needs to talk back. Amen. That was weak. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not my own good audience. All right, let's keep talking about Jesus. John 17, 13, I'm coming to you now, but I say these things so that you may be, have the full measure of my joy within you. I'm coming to you now. Jesus is talking about coming to the Father. He's praying in John 17. But I say these things, and he's talking about going to the Father, being one with the Father, going back to heaven, so that they, us, you and me, the fire starters, the listeners of this podcast, may have the full measure of my joy. Jesus wants to give you the full measure of his joy. John 10.10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus says, I have come that you, listener, will have life, and that life will be full. And that life that is full will have the full measure of Jesus' joy in it. That is a good deal. John 16, 24 says, Until now, you've asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be full. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be full. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I ask out of the wrong motives. Sometimes I ask out of brokenness. And I don't get what I want. But it's not what I truly want. Because sometimes what I truly, truly want when I stop myself, it's really, I want God and I want the things of God. But sometimes I ask for worldly things. I'll be honest. All kinds of stuff. I want a really cool yellow t-shirt. Not really, but you know what I'm saying. It's, yeah, we ask for things. But you know what? The Lord wants to fill you with his joy and he does want to re- you to receive what you ask for. And he will work with you if your ask are off. He'll let you know. And he'll show you that there's so much you can ask for. This is not some sort of 95%, 5% deal. 95% of things you ask for you won't get because it's all evil and bad. And 5% is God's will. I think it's the opposite. I think 5% of the things we ask for sometimes are off. And there's so much that the Lord wants to give us that we can ask for. So ask, ask, ask that you may be filled with joy as the Lord answers your prayer. Ecclesiastes 5.20 Talking about, the, talking about the older men and the older women. He says, They will, will not much remember the days of their youth because God keeps them occupied with joy in his heart. I'm sorry. He will not much remember the days of his youth because God will keep them occupied with joy in his heart. Come on, somebody. Somebody wants to get old and be happy? 
I'm raising my hand. I want to be old and happy. Well, it says that God will keep me occupied with the joy in my heart. And if that, you know, my days of youth were kind of hit or miss and up and down, which they were, Lord, I won't be worrying about all those mistakes. God will keep me occupied with joy in his heart, with joy in my heart. It's Ecclesiastes 5.20. Love that. So there was a couple more scriptures. So uh, there was a scripture in Nehemiah. You guys may have heard the term, the joy of the Lord is my strength. But I'm going to give you the, the context of that. So the context of that was Nehemiah had brought the Israelites back to Jerusalem and they just, they'd kind of brought or rediscovered the Word of God. And so they were reading the Word of God and some of it I think was convicting and they were kind of like, whoa, we're, we're pretty far off of this. But they kept, but Nehemiah and the priest and the others were encouraging them and he said to them, go, eat of the fat, drink of the sweet, and send portions to him who has nothing prepared, for this day is holy to our God. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And they wanted, they, I think, wanted to be grieved because they were off, you know, they weren't necessarily a holy people as they read the word of God to them. But they were saying, don't be sad. Don't be sad. This day is holy. And holy days, they're not unhappy days full of soot and ashes and sackcloth and sadness. They're full of the joy of the Lord. So don't be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So that's, that's such, a, such a great context, you know, because we always use that out of context. You know, it's like the joy of the Lord will be your strength. But they were convicted. <laughs> you know, they were convicted for their sin. And, and, and they were saying, don't be sad. God's forgiveness is here. He's, his favor is here. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. So anyway, that's Nehemiah 8.10. So I want to end with this scripture, this great scripture. So this is just uh, God making such a beautiful promise. Psalm 16, it's such a great ver- uh, a psalm. I, I encourage you, read the whole thing. You'll just be encouraged. But one of the things that he says is that you, David is speaking, he said, you will make known to me the path of life. God wants abundant life for you, and he will make known to you what the path of life is. Is it left? Is it right? Is it serving God? Is it serving in the corporate world? Is it being a media? Is it, you know, doing service at, at uh, uh, you know, old person's home? Like, what is it? God will make known to you the path of life for you. And in your presence, David writes, is fullness of joy. And in your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 16, 11. I'll read it again. It's so good. You will make known to me the path of life. And in your presence is fullness of joy. And in your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Jesus, I want to thank you, God. There is nothing but joy you want to pour out on these listeners, God. Joy is coming in their life. God, it is coming. It is coming in my life. It is coming in their life. Lord, I love that you want to fill us with joy. It makes me joyful to think of you wanting to do that. So, Lord, I just pray that this, uh, this uh, just a reading of your word would be an encouragement to, to the listeners to know you are for them, not against them. And, Lord, you have so much joy to pour out from heaven for them if they would only but open their heart to receive all you have for them. In Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. 
Go to Instagram at The Kindling Fire to find out more about what we offer, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Kindling Fire. There you can find Bible devotionals, e-courses, and etc. Okay, guys, as always, be awesome.